Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you so much for listening to Reasons to be Joyful. This week, my guest is a complete and utter joy spreader. He is brilliantly funny. He's a joy to be around. He is Chris McCausland. If you don't go and see him on tour, what are you doing with yourselves? But before you book your tickets, have a listen to this. I hope you enjoy it as much as I loved being with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I cannot tell you uh, how excited I am, Chris, because Chris McCausland, uh, my children suddenly think I'm 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 all right because I'm talking to you, <laughs> and they were saying to me, "Do you know? You know? Okay, so he's done this, he's done this." And my elder daughter used to watch you on CBB, no CB, yeah, yeah CBBS, CBBS, and 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 your daughter's now a grown adult, which yeah. makes me feel ridiculously <laughs> old. So yeah, thanks for that. Um, uh, so- they were talking to me as if they owned you. It's really funny how people do that with. Actually, with comedians, it seems to be that people like ownership of a comedian that they found, somebody that they found really funny. And the minute you say, oh, no, no, I've, I, I've watched them, I know them, I see them, I've, I've seen their shows. Oh, but you haven't known them as long as I have. It's really funny. Well, Do I, people like that with you? I used to, I used to um, on this kids show that we're talking about, back on CBeebies, when, when your daughter would have been probably about um, four or five years old, Yeah, I was, um, I, I was a character that ran a market stall on this programme called Me Too, which in hindsight is the most inappropriately <laughs> named kids show in history. That was the next conversation I was going to have with you. Yeah. My word. It is, and, and the thing is now is if you, <laughs> honestly, if you go into Google, and type in my name, one of the suggestions that comes up with is, do you mean Chris McCausland? Me too. And people must, they don't know the show. Oh! They must go, oh my God, what's he done? The dirty, <laughs> dirty oh! bastard. <laughs> okay, we mean two different things yeah. here. This was so, the kids show that you did. Maybe I've got a, reputa- a reputation from, uh, you know, people who don't know, know what the show is. They must think, oh my God, what's he, what's he done? <laughs> but also, sort of coming up to date, um, the things that were on Channel 4, so... Wonders, wonders, not the wonders of the world you'll never see. Wonders of the world I can't see. Uh, you can't see, and also scared of the dark. Yeah. Now, it, it suddenly brought you to a whole new audience. Both of those things, and I, okay, uh, okay, I'll just put it out there. So saying it once, not going to get too gushy, but I loved them, and you are so real on television. 
You're so honest and so funny. I bet that bit doesn't. We'll talk about the funny bit after. But you're so real. Oh, good. I'm, gl- so I'm, I'm glad it comes. I mean, it's it's difficult for me to pre- appreciate it because I can't bear to watch myself. <laughs> you know, I've got that thing that most comedians have got where you you watch it and you go, oh, "Why did I say it like that? Girl, why did I shout that? Why am I?" You know. Do you really? You do oh, that. Are you very critical. It makes me. It makes yeah. Sometimes makes me want to bang my head against the wall. You know, it, it's because um, you sound, especially when you know when I'm if I watch myself on something to see how I did on it. You know, I'm. I'm hearing myself the way I don't usually hear myself. So in your, you know, as you know, in your head you always sound different. So when yeah. you hear yourself on the telly, you know, oh god, do I really sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, because I've now met you in real life, and that's how you sound on the telly. But but can, can we talk about scared of the dark? Yeah, because that it just it made us think, and I know it was extraordinary to 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 be a part of and it was extraordinary to watch but it made us all think and how I mean for you it it seemed it seemed almost life-changing or is that me being too dramatic yeah so I mean just for people listening Scared of the Dark was on Channel 4 and it was it was it ran over six consecutive nights and it was it was me and seven other people uh, Paul Gascoigne Chris Eubanks Scarlett Moffat and a few others in, in a bunker for eight solid days in complete pitch black um, and it was a you know a celebrity reality show, I suppose. In the how will how will we all cope? I was the only one that really. I think I was like the the control group, you, you yeah, know. You, yeah. um, in that I was the one most adjusted because I can't see anything anyway. Um, but I don't think what we realised is how you know how how much the others would struggle with it, and how um, how kind of. How much depth it would have as a program? It, it surprised us all, really, the amount of emotion in it, you know, um, and and it was a real, like a real privilege to be part of it and to get to work with um, Paul Gascoigne and 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 you know, as divisive as he is, I will never forget in my life, you know, spending spending that time with Chris Eubank. So. Oh, I was ex- <laughs> yeah, I, there's so much I could say, but I'm not going to because I want to I want to make this about you, but. But what was so extraordinary was that none of us can imagine what you went through when you went through it, and yet these people are are going through what you went through. Suddenly, can see, can't see, and you're. But you're the way you mothered them, the way you cared for them, and and you kept your humour throughout. And Obviously, the others didn't, as we witnessed. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was a real experience for me as well. I mean, going into it, I thought, well, I'll, as I said, I'll just be the control group. I'll be the most easily adjusted, and won't it be funny to see how much they all struggle? But, um, you know, it, it, for me to have the tables turned and to be the most able out of a group of people um, and to be somebody who often needs... Uh, other people's help and assistance and to suddenly be the one who can provide the help and assistance wasn't really something that I anticipated being so um, such a huge um, part of the show or the experience and um, and I, I kind of um, I, I, I reveled in, in, in that you know, it, I think I said in it, it felt it felt like a, a holiday from dependence. You know, <laughs> yeah. because usually I'm the one that's dependent on others. But you've got you've got you know world champion Chris Eubank, who 
I have to take the toilet when he needs a wee. You know, somebody who was so um, alpha male, who was so, uh, you know, independent, who was so... um, such a big stature of a of a person who you take this one sense away and he just kind of you know almost crumbles into this um into this this smaller more um terrified more uh, more anxious more 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 embarrassed human being you know i think he was scared to to look make himself look silly at times um and he really struggled and it, i mean it was it was a real Real, um, real experience, you know. But I didn't anticipate what it was going to be before doing it. Really, do you? Do, I, I, I hate it when people ask this. So I'm going to ask the question. I hate it when people ask. But, but do do you feel changed after doing that show? Um, I would I would hope that um, it, it, it um, I don't know if I feel changed. I I feel like I've experienced something that I'll never forget. Okay. But it's but I returned to normality afterwards, you know. Yeah. Um, and whereas I I would hope that maybe the others feel more changed because it it, it I think to have um have have a sense taken away from you in the way that they did is quite humbling, isn't it? You know, to to return to um, normality from their perspective. So to go back to being able to see and back to being able to do doing everything. Um, maybe it changes their perspective and the people watching's perspective um, on, you know, on people who are blind. Because going into it, I didn't really think that that's what the show was going to be. It was about halfway through when I was there. I was like, wow, this is going to, this is actually going to be a show that is going to create such a level of awareness in terms of blindness that I don't think you could have done if you'd set out to do it. I don't. If you'd set out, oh, we're going to make it. We're going to try and make a show that really um, creates a level of awareness about what it's like to be blind. I think it would have been crass. I think it would have been banging the 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 message over the head and, and wouldn't have had any impact. But because it was a almost like a a, a natural byproduct of this um, of this experience that we didn't plan on, 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 that kind of just organically materialized. You know what I mean? It was. I think it was really powerful and. Um, and so, you know, I'll, I'll remember being part of that, you know, for the rest of my days. It was and 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 to have, to have Gaza in my contact list, <laughs> to, to be mates with Paul. I was thirteen in nineteen ninety, you know, and the, the greatest footballer in the world back then. And um, and um, and and now we're in touch, you know. That's and so um, cool. oh, what what a what a joy! What a smile you've got when you mention <laughs> that as well. That's so fabulous. Is people are never sure. I mean, there are there are many people who don't know how to interact or how to treat or how to behave or how to be with somebody who is blind. And I think that's what it did. Because it, you were being so honest, like I said, and with your with your travel show as well, you're so honest about it. And when we met outside, you, I just said, you need to take my arm. And you, the, the, for a second, did you say, no, I don't need help or... You know, nobody's ever quite sure what to say. My friends who are also who are deaf, they they say they say to me, just I am deaf. <laughs> so mm. now that's how you treat me because that is w- what I am. And I think that people are slightly scared. People don't know whether to overstep or understep the mark. Yeah, it's. I think always. I think really always just ask. You know, some people, some people will go to in into. 
you know, not offer help because they're, they're worried about offering help, whether they're overstepping the mark. And some people will go in too hard and kind of just, just move you <laughs> around, just grab you. Going too hard. I, I love that. You know, I, I think you need to be here and just kind of, you know, <laughs> uh, shuffle you off somewhere else. So I think always just ask, you know, because um, I need help. You know, I, 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 I often need assistance and I'm grateful for it a lot of the time. And sometimes I, I don't, but it's always nice to be asked, you know. So when you went through, uh, you were very young, when you went through losing your sight, I mean, none of us can imagine going through that. And yet here you are on top of it all. You're this celebrated and, and loved comedian. You you made a, a and you just came out on top from this, Chris. It's fantastic. That's why I'm a super fan. Just because also you're very, very, very funny. <laughs> so, I've been, I mean, I've been doing stand-up for um, over 20 years now. 20 years, yeah. And um, and so I was blind when I started doing stand-up. Yeah. And I got into stand-up because I was a fan of comedy. Um, and I and not, be, not because I kind of thought, well, I'll just talk about being blind. So when I started doing stand-up, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mention it really, and I just did massive Eddie Izzard fan. I, I talked about random stuff, and 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 my my kind of thought in my head was that I I kind of I I, I want to make the audience forget about that aspect of yeah, me. Yeah. And I suppose in one sense. I, I felt like I was challenging preconceptions that, you know, an audience would think, oh, this is going to be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, a blind joke. So I'll do the opposite and I will I'll <laughs> leave them going, oh, that, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think as I got older as well um, and you become a dad and, and, and you, have, you, know, you, you just get a bit more comfortable in your own skin, I look back and I go, well, maybe that was part of it and maybe back then I wasn't as comfortable in my own skin and it was also about making me forget and make me pretend that was, was normal you know um and um and I, but i think that's always that's always been my aim with everything i've done over the last 20 years and especially now on the telly is is i like the idea of of leaving of of sending out that positive message without without sending out a message if you know what i mean so I people people see you on the telly I think it's more powerful to make people forget about disability than remind them all the time. And so for people to see me getting to do what I like to you and, and, and have I got news for you and all these things, hopefully that, that kind of um, sends people away thinking a bit more positively about other people um, with, with, you know, disadvantages, but without actually having to bash them over the head with it all the time. Um, so that I think that's always been quite important to what I've, the, 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 you know, the approach I've tried to take really. It's quite a you. You got to have big balls, quite frankly, to do stand up. Um, all of every comedian that I've ever spoken to, and uh, and everyone who's who does it. I mean, I always say the same thing. So apologies, but how the hell? I mean, it's terrifying. What happens if people don't laugh? I mean, do you know, so like when I started doing it, like, as I said, I was always a huge comedy fan. Stand-up was, I, I just loved it. I didn't decide to get into stand-up as, as a, like, oh, I'm going to be a comedian. I, I did it as a one-off bucket list dare to say that I'd done it. That was, that was literally my only goal was to write five minutes. I, I went to, 
I, I went to open mic gigs and real kind of lower end of the of the, the the circuit newcomer gigs because when when you think of comedy, especially through the nineties for me, you, you your your exposure to it is just the people you see on the telly who are yeah. at the top of their game. You think I could never do that, and I and you you you're terrified of giving it a go and being rubbish because you kind of think, oh, people will be pointing at me in the street for years to come going, that was the fella. That was the, <laughs> it was him, it was him. And I went to watch these kind of um, low-end open mic gigs and I saw people, you know, dying on their arse. And and by the time I left, I couldn't even remember their name. And I thought, well, that's how safe it is. It, 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 oh, even if that's it, so interesting. Even, that's how you yeah, thought of it. Even if it's terrible, it's terrible for 10 minutes. And then no one's going to remember they even saw me. Um, so that that was the the approach to to having a go. Now, even when it came around to the first day of doing it, I've got no I had no performance skills going into it be, before this, apart from early school nativities, you know. And <laughs> so I I was I mean I was I took two days off work. I was so sick. And, and what was, beforehand? Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah, nerves. Yeah. yeah, I was you know, but it was just something I wanted to say I'd done. Um, and I got I got enough laughs, and I thought you know what I'll do that again and then again and and. And and it became a hobby then. Um, so the okay. So after the first one, you just thought I enjoyed that so much. I'm going to do it again. It was as simple yeah, as that. Yeah, it was literally that wasn't that bad. That that was quite fun. I got enough laughs. Let's have another go. And With see the if I can same get more stuff laughs. at the same place or different different new... different place. And oh. and I think you see back then, back when you you when you when you're new, you think that. You, in order to be a successful, in order to be good at comedy, you need to be doing different things every gig, and you're constantly writing these new ideas. And I suppose you're, you're really you're underplaying yourself because you're you're not home in anything. You know, you you're going well. Well, I've done that once. Now I should write something mm. else. Um, whereas that, that's not what the game is really. You, you need to you know you you need to just you know get it get it working the material that you've got. But um, it just became. You can't avoid bad gigs as a as a comedian. I've had them. Everyone's had them. Frank Skinner's had them. Eddie Izzard's had them. Everybody's had bad gigs. Um, but I suppose I was lucky that I didn't have one until you know I was into doing it as a hobby. If you know, I've had gigs where you know in my first year maybe where I go, well, if that was the first one, I never would have done it a second time. So that, really, so yeah, you did, yeah, okay. because you, you, by the time I'd had one. I'd had enough good ones and gone, well, this just must happen from time to time. This must just be a thing that happens rather than if it's the first one. Oh, God, I, I can't do <laughs> Run for the hills. Um, so um, so I, I was lucky from that perspective that I, you know, the first time I had a bad one, I'd had at least 12 or 13 good ones or whatever. Um, you love what you do then, don't you? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... Um, it, it it's it's such highs and such troughs, you know, peaks and troughs, and it, it, it's it, it's it, it's um, it's joyous and it's difficult, and it's it's yeah. it's difficult because you know I'm very self-critical, as I, I think a lot of people you know who are in creative things can be. Um, you're you're exposed to critique your especially with social media in terms of um, you know reviewers and and the internet now even if you get a bad review is there for everybody it's not just yeah. the people that were in yeah. Scunthorpe on a certain night you know yeah, it's, it's, it's on the internet um you know everything i do now is the, is 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 you know in terms of tv stuff is there for everybody to 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 see and 
part of that fear of failure, um, I think, makes me prepare, prepare, prepare. And I really put the work into so things. So how do you, you know? prepare then? It depends what the, what, it, what it is, you know, if it's, um, you know, well, I mean, for example, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a tour starting in January. Yeah, you're doing and... a tour that's going everywhere for the whole of the year. Yeah. I don't know, you've got a second off. So, well, at the minute, I'm doing a work in progress tour. And so that work in progress tour, I'm doing 20 day tour, a small date to get the show ready for that tour. But even before the work in progress tour, I did some work in progress, work in progress dates <laughs> to prepare myself for that. And then before that, I spent the last four months doing clubs, getting the material. So, so you're doing work in progress for work in progress for work in yeah, progress. Yeah, absolutely. Talk. Just just at, at all levels. I'm knackered already for making, you. Making sure that everything works because I, wanna, I want but it to be good. But how does it work? So I, I'm not a stand-up. Um, absolutely couldn't be further from it. But um, I know how I pre prepare for TV shows and for yeah. podcasts and for radio shows. But for stand-up, you're having to do it. You're practicing to see whether somebody is finds something funny. If they find that funny, do you then keep it in, or do you hone that? Or, I mean, I don't know the process. Yeah. So, like, I I haven't got the personality that that can turn up and do an hour of new stuff as a as a. Oh, I'm just going to go and do an hour and see if any of this is funny. I need to go into an hour. Um, have knowing that I've I've tried most of this out in clubs, wow. and you know, wow. so I will, I'll I'll do you know if I'm doing twenty minutes at a club, I will be, I I will drop in new bits, you know, and I will, if they get laughs, I will try and add more laughs, and I will try and make it longer, and I will try and make it better, so that by the time I get to do these work in progress things, which I'm I'm doing like an hour twenty on stage at the minute, I'm turning up knowing that most of this has been tried and tested, and people in clubs have been laughing when they have turned up, not to watch me, but to have a night out and it was funny enough to make them laugh rather than oh, people that. that have turned up to watch me specifically, okay. you know. Um, and I'm still writing at the minute and still getting the, the tour together, but it's it's probably 95% there at the minute. But as you say with TV as well, it, it depends what it is. If I'm, if I'm doing Have I Got News For You, I will read two papers a day for the week and I will I don't take notes on with me or anything like that. You but don't I, take any notes? No, no. So I, You but, must have a very big brain to hold it all in do you know what it is is i will i will read the papers i will make i will have an awareness of everything that's gone on that week i'll have some killer jokes what i think in my head and i'll try and i will forget half of them during the show <laughs> but but i will remember some of them and and i think the key with that show is to not be too much of a stickler for jokes you want to crowbar in but to listen to everybody else yeah. and banter yeah. and um and and comedy will happen you know but but um even if, if i'm doing qi the best thing you can do is watch qi get yourself in that frame of mind because you turn <laughs> up and you don't know what's going to happen so if i'm doing qi i'll spend the day watching old episodes of qi oh that's fantastic <laughs> But eight out of ten cats. When you did that, they and and they blindfolded yeah. the content. That was that was so clever. So the countdown one, yeah. So yeah, it's um. So this is this is what I'm talking about. I am I, like I'm so competitive. So when I did cats, are count, you really? Yeah. So when I did eight out of ten cats, does countdown uh, for the first time, I knew that they, uh, you know, they they thought, well, this will be funny, won't it? Because it's a very visual game, and Chris will make it funny if he's rubbish at it. So I, I am not exaggerating here. I, I must have watched 60 episodes of Countdown, <laughs> right? And I, I, came, <laughs> I came up with ways of building the words in my head. I came up with ways of doing the, the number round in my head. And I, 
these strategies of remembering the numbers. I, I remember the numbers in like a, a telephone keypad pattern. You're never going to have Alzheimer's because your well, brain is working 20 times faster than anybody else's. Well, I came up with these methods and I went on and I battered everybody. <laughs> and I thought... I thought, wouldn't it be what? What would be funnier than the blind guy, guy being rubbish? Was if the blind guy was really good at it? So I went on, and um, but the one bit, the one bit I couldn't prepare was the conundrum because yeah. they don't tell you like what the letters are for the conundrum. So I never practiced that, and I went on, and just by fluke, I got the conundrum, and I, I nearly had a panic attack. I didn't know what to do with my arms. <laughs> my arms were flailing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so um, prepare, prepare, prepare. So you prepare for everything. Are you like that at home um, with, the, with the family? I mean, are in, you Mr. Organised and prepared at home? I have this sort of picture of you being the one that, you know, right, this is it. It's now 8.25, we're doing this. Are you very prepared and organised? Absolutely not, no. I'm a nightmare. I can never remember where I've left anything. I um, <laughs> No, I, I, prepare for, I prepare for things where there's opportunity that I need to, I need to make the most of and where there's a chance that I could look stupid if I don't. <laughs> OK, so you don't mind looking stupid with your family? No, no, That's no. it, you see. There you go. And there I we go. And I don't mind looking a bit silly on the telly. You've got to ride with it, but, oh, but, you, don't want, but you don't want to be... Um, I don't want to be unprofessional on the telly. <laughs> yeah, but, but not taking yourself seriously is yeah. so important. And I get the feeling that... I mean, even though you say you prepare, you prepare... Yeah that you're quite happy to not take yourself too seriously. No, you've got you've got you've got to take your job seriously and don't yeah. take yourself seriously. Yes. I think that's the that's the balance, isn't it? I couldn't I could not agree more. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Can we just talk about then traveling? Yeah. So for you as a blind person, traveling is is tricky, <laughs> let's be honest. But yet you, yeah, well, that series, I'm going to say the title of it wrong again, aren't I? Because I keep saying the 
yeah. wonders of the world I that I can't see. Oh, there's no that either. No, <laughs> if I was better at English, I'd be able to tell you you're putting in too many prepositions or what. I don't even know what they are. But, uh, wonders of the world listen, I can't see. I'm always putting in too many words. That's me. <laughs> Everything's always fabulous, amazing, fantastic. Um, uh, but it was it was just incredible. I loved that show. Yeah, it was... Uh, Did you love doing it? I was made up how it turned out, you know, because I was really heavily involved in in all of the posts of as well in terms of putting it together with the director and the producer and the in the edit and doing all the voiceover for it and stuff like that. And um, I think we were all really happy with how it turned out um, and, and what we managed to create, really, um, because it's, uh, as I said, it, it, it's a very fine line between creating a show that shows what it's like for for, for myself to go travelling, um, whilst you know not taking itself too seriously, yeah. really creating an entertainment show that's funny to everybody yeah. and not bashing people over the head with the same thing all the time, you know, um, and um, and to get to to get to do it with, I mean, to to get to go away with Harry Hill and Lisa Tarbuck. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Are you going to do more? I mean, I'd love to. Yeah, have, I'd, I'd are, love is to. Is it happening? I hope say. so. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I, if, I, 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 I would if I could, but I, I, I'm waiting to hear. So, it's, make um, it happen. There, there are, listening, yeah, do it. There are people with a far people. higher pay grade than me who need to. Oh well, <laughs> need I hope to make their mind up. And if people haven't seen it, then they can go on to. Channel it's on Channel Four. Four yeah. yeah, it's on there. There's four episodes, and um, it's um, honestly, I was so made up with um, with the feedback from it from the viewers in terms of uh, you know how it was received. It just really seems to you know made people laugh in all the right ways. Oh, it was it was joyous, but I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I sort of I feel now now we're talking about it. I want to go and watch it again. It's that good. I well, want to go and watch it all over again. I got to spend five days in Niagara Falls with Lisa Tarbuck, and that for me what was... could be better? Oh, she's she's so Isn't much she she's so much fun. <laughs> she's fantastic. Yeah, but so it, look, listen, it, it was you as well. You're just it's a fun. I'm going to use a really old fashioned term. I think you're really charming. Oh, thank you. You have real. I'd rather sexy. Okay, I'll give you sexy. You can have sexy as well. You can have sexy charm. You can have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, um, can no, we just talk good. about the tour? So we just yeah. mentioned. I'm going to get it up here. The list of places you're going. I mean, you. It, it's everywhere. You start at the beginning of January next year, 9th of January, and the last one that you've got on here so far is the 13th of December. I mean, okay, I'm. I'm not. I can I can do the months of the year. That's a whole year on tour. That's yeah. just extraordinary. Yeah, well, we I mean, we stopped for the summer. We got a few months off over the summer. A and, couple, um... only a couple. I don't know if they've told you. It's only a couple. <laughs> I've got here that January, you're starting in Banbury. Yeah. February, you're in Herm Bay. You're at many other places too. March, April, May. Yeah, then is... September, October, November, December. And we'll carry on to 2025 what? as well. Is it How 2024, you... 2025? I've lost track of the That's years. That's 24. Yeah, and then 2025 we'll carry on. And it, it, it's, I mean, basically. That's a lot, Chris. Oh, do you know what? I mean, I've, as I said, I've been doing this 20 years in terms of, you know, clubs up and down the country. And um, 
the fact that people, I mean, I, I finished my last tour in May that was delayed because of the COVID stuff yeah. and all that. And the fact that people are turning up and buying tickets to come and watch me doing the show is, is just mind-blowing to me, and I love it. And um, so just make make hay while the, while the sun shines, as they say. And, um, oh, completely. So where, okay, so for people, I'm actually looking, because I'm going to book for uh, London Apollo next December. Oh, my word. So you go to... ChrisMcCausland.com. This is the thing. Okay, this is the thing. This is my my own personal anxieties, right? Okay, is, well, is sure. I've always had an anxiety over will people turn up? Will enough? Will oh, I sell tickets? Yeah, right. Yeah. So the last tour, um, I mean, was pretty much sold out across the board, and I was delighted. I was yes. like, oh my god, this is amazing. We've 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 got there. People are the, the venues are full, and then you do the next one. They go, let's make the venues bigger, and you go, oh, I hope people are. T- <laughs> They will, Chris. It's like when you go to the gym. You know, you go to the gym and you get used to lifting the weight and you go, I can do it. And they go, let's make it heavier. And you go, I can't do it. Um, I get that. I completely get that. But there is the fear thing. Yeah. Uh, For all of us as performers, there is that fear. Are they going to listen? Are they going to watch? Are they going to buy the book? Whatever it is. And there's that fear behind. And I don't think people understand. They think, what can you be scared of? You know, everyone knows you, Chris. But there is, that's just you. That's you as a person, not just the performer. You as a person thinking, oh my God, I hope people turn up. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if somebody has a party. So somebody who's not a performer, but if they have a party, they always say... Oh, I hope people come. Yeah, it's why it's why people a lot of people don't like their own birthdays because it, yeah. you, you enjoy yourself more at other people's birthdays because you haven't got any of that stress. You know. Also, other people's sandwiches always taste better than yours. Are you eating other people's sandwiches? No, I can't because I'm gluten free. But you know <laughs> what I mean. You know. When oh, you, you mean sandwiches they've made for you? For you. You're yeah. not stealing sandwiches. Yeah, no, I'm not going around stealing. <laughs> I wouldn't know if it was gluten. Hello, is that gluten free? I'll take that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know, why are you not... asking? No reason. No reason. <laughs> Just carry on. Do you know? Years ago. There was a TV show called Candid Camera. Yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was a sketch on it, which is still my most favourite sketch. And I have done this thing where you sit. (laughs) This is so pathetic of me to admit this. I don't know if I've ever admitted it before. Where There was a sketch where somebody would be sitting there having chips and then strangers would just lean over and take a chip and then... And they'd carry on and they'd think, what? And I've done it because it made me laugh when I was a child so much. I've done it as an adult. Oh, my goodness. I don't remember that sketch. Oh, it's properly funny. I do things like that. I just, I'm a bit naughty. My favourite, because I I used to be able to see, obviously, and my favourite kind of visual kind of sketch of that that type was on... um, 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 oh, you've been framed. And I just always remember this sketch of this little toddler with an Easter basket trying to pick an egg up and put it in the basket. And every time they stood up to put it in, the bank, basket swung and it kind of went through the gap of the handle in the basket. And they put it in and then they'd look down and see it was still on the floor. And the confusion on this kid's oh. face as they did it over and over again. And Heaven. <laughs> Heaven. Still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> They should do a candid camera with you setting people up. Yeah, what would I do? What would I Let's do? come I, up I, with it now. Yeah. We'd, um... But it'd be so funny because they wouldn't expect you to do those things. I know, but then I'd put people off ever helping someone who can't see it ever again, wouldn't they, just in case they've got a ter- they're terrified they're on camera. Be, that man is a <laughs> sick man. Why have you let him do this on television? Yeah. So for going on tour with the family, how, do, how, how does that work with real life and going all around the country? I know you've got lovely Graham who's with you today and he drives you. What a nice man. 
<laughs> yeah. nice man Graham is. But well, so we're like he, an old married couple. You He's are, been driving me for over you. 10 years now. So we. I love uh, that you ordered his coffee. You knew exactly how he liked his coffee. Perfect. <laughs> but but how do you how do you do it with 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 family and and touring all the time? You must just get knackered. Let's you know what? It's not as bad as people think. It, it, it once the I mean once the show's done. The the, the 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 real kind of mentally draining bit is getting the show ready, is, is oh, right, doing right. things, that, trying to work it out, trying to write it. At, at the minute, I'm doing the work in progress shows yeah, and writing yeah. the tour and making sure it, once it works, you know, we, we sit in the car, we, 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 we put a book off Audible, or we listen to music, we go and do the show, we have some food, we, we move around. And especially in this country, you know, most of it, you're back home that night. And, oh, that's um, good. Probably about, probably about 40% of it, we do hotels. Um, and it, it, it's really not as bad as um, as as people think. I mean, I I probably you know I'm used to doing gigs anyway. You know, across yeah. the circuit, across the country. So this for me is a more rewarding, more laid back, enjoyable version of um, of oh, of that. fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years slugging it up and down the country oh, you know, on, on the circuit. So and you know when you talk about it, each time you just have the biggest smile on your face, and I I love that when there's that reaction <laughs> from somebody. Yeah. You just said you're listening to music on the road. I want to know what you listen to now. I'm, I'm very nosy. Okay, so I mean, I, I, I love music so much, and um, I think most comedians. Yeah, would drop it all today if they could be a frontman in a rock band or whatever. Um, I grew up with the I, I grew up with the, the the Seattle scene of the nineties, you know. So I'm, I'm I'm massive into, you know, all the all the grunge bands, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. That was me. That was me. Yeah. You know what 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 I what I grew up with through my teenage years, and then and you know since then, you know, I, I love a bit of everything, but I love a bit of metal, love a bit of sixties, seventies, but so you just love bands, music. bands, you know. Do you go yeah. to gigs? Do you go to Yeah, gigs? yeah, tons, yeah. Not as many as I used to. Because um, you're but... so busy travelling the country, doing your thing. Yeah, and um, and I, and I, and, I, and I don't drink anymore either, so I'm um, I'm 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 the boring one in the group now. So I'd... yeah, but it doesn't matter. Listen, I don't drink either, <laughs> and it, and everybody always thinks, oh, you're st- it's so funny people's reaction if you don't drink. It's very odd, isn't it? Do, the, do people be- treat you differently now you don't drink? Yeah, my mates tell me I'm boring. Really, every time. <laughs> tell them to come and talk to me because I think you're. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, not going to put that word with you at all. Love live music, though. You know, last last summer, favorite bands, Pearl Jam. Last summer, I uh, saw both both Hyde Park concerts, and um, as as a band should, they did two completely different shows each night, and that's that's what you want. I mean, that's what you want from a band, isn't it? Oh, I love that. I love that you get so much enjoyment out of what you do and where you go. Chris, I think you are a complete and utter delight. I, Channel Four, if you're listening right now, give this man. Another series. Give him another three three years of that, please. Yeah, Channel Four. Yeah, yeah. Let's Come do on. that. Um, uh, and give you some more uh, stand up specials and things as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, without the stand up, without, I mean, we we filmed the last one. The last stand up uh, tour is on Channel Four yeah. as well, so we yeah. filmed it. It's up there. People can That's watch it. That's why I said more. But yeah, so keep on, keep on. You know, film the next one as well. Yeah. But, but it's the doing it. That's the fun. You know, it's the it's the it's the travelling round and. And then um, playing the different places—it's um, just it's just joyous. Really. We should get Graham here and ask him what, how he feels. He's he's behind the glass. We should actually ask him how <laughs> oh, he don't, feels. Don't, about... I, don't ask him how he feels about watching the same show every night. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be the opposite. He's all right. He's smiling. Um, Chris, you're a joy. Thank you very much. Oh, what a pleasure. Cheers, Gab. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.